Order up. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Order Up Podcast. I'm Taryn Williams. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. So in a brand new episode, I'm going to be talking about, of course, the new Space Jam movie, Space Jam, A New Legacy. And honestly, it's not a bad movie. It is a solid family movie. I'm not sure what's with all the bad reviews and it sucks and it's this and it's that. It's like, what is, what is people expecting? Like, it's a family movie. Like, I don't understand. Like, are there some corny bits? Is there some parts where LeBron sounds kind of stiff? Yeah, he does. But also, I feel like that's also the character he's portraying. Like, he's supposed to be kind of like this stiff, like, kind of father figure with basketball's all he's care about. You gotta do things fundamentally in the right way. And this is how you have to do it. And I think he actually played that role kind of well. Like, it was kind of dry and boring and things like that. Maybe there were some cringe moments where, you know, maybe things felt a little awkward. But again, it's Space Jam. It's supposed to be kind of, you know, cringe and awkward. And, you know, it's for kids. Like, you know, a lot of people, because again, a lot of people born in the 90s saw the original Space Jam. You know, now we're all like 30, 31, 32, and we're judging this movie like we're the Emmys. Like, we're judging this movie so hard. And it's actually not that bad. It's fun. It's a solid, you know, movie to watch with some friends and family and have a good laugh. There are some really good jokes in the movie that I really appreciate. Some of the jokes and callbacks and things like that. So this is actually fun. I do think, so I'm going to break it down a little bit. So the movie, of course, is LeBron's son gets taken by this uh, rogue AI played by Don Cheadle. His name is, uh, what is it, Algorithm? Algorithm? And so he gets, you know, pulled into the game. Uh, LeBron's son, Dom, is actually a genius. He built this, like, kind of this almost arcadey NBA street mixed with NBA hang time mixed with, you know, this is a very arcadey, you know, you get points for no reason. There's power up. Crazy. He built this game. He's only 12. He built this game. And that's what he's really passionate about. LeBron, of course. And honestly, the first part of the movie, LeBron's the villain. I don't even care. Like, he's just the stuck-up dad. Like, I'm a basketball player. I do basketball. We do basketball things. Focus on your basketball. And his son's like, Dad, like, I built this game. Whatever. You built the game. It's not basketball. So it's kind of like, eh, like, come on, LeBron. You kind of suck. Like, movie LeBron kind of sucked in the beginning. But again, it's the character development of him learning to understand his son and to realize, hey, his son isn't him. Like, he might be able to do both. Maybe he'll game. Maybe he'll be this game designer and he might hoop, too. Or maybe he'll hoop and do games. Who knows? He can be multifaceted. But that's kind of the story of the movie. Uh, so his son gets sucked in. And I, there was actually some pretty funny stuff where he gets called into, like, this Warner Brothers, um, like, meeting for, like, some execs trying to get him on board with some new marketing stuff. And they do, like, this, they do, like, the large pan shot of the Warner Brothers, of the Warner Brothers of the, uh, the Water Tower. It was really cool. I wish the Animaniacs just randomly popped out for some reason. That would have been dope. But, you know, they do that, and then they talk, and they do, like, LeBron versus Batman, and I started crying. Come, hey, LeBron versus Batman needs to be a miniseries. Like, DC needs to make that a thing. It could be, like, five issues, just for some reason. Like, Batman has to hoop against LeBron. Be the most outlandish thing ever. I want to see that. It was also, like, LeBron in Game of Thrones. Like, it was just, just wild stuff. But again, just fun. Again, using all the, they use their properties. Since Warner Brothers has all these properties. Why not? Hmm. Use them in a the movie. So, yeah, so they end up getting trapped. Like, they end up getting uh, caught up in the server room. They get trapped in the game. Don Cheeto's character, you know, Al, I guess I'll call him Al or Al G, he sucks them in. And of course, it's just kind of like there is a movie where it's like, hey, LeBron, play me in basketball. If you win, you get to go free. But if you lose, you have to, you know, be in my server forever. Like, whatever. So, yeah, so then LeBron has to go find the tunes. You find out that Bugs Bunny is the only tune in Toon World because 
uh, algae actually uh, manipulate all the other tunes to go to other places because there were better things out there in the what they call it the serververse I think so there was more things out there in the WB serververse than in Toon World. But one thing I noticed about Toon World when they started traveling to the different areas or like when LeBron actually when LeBron got sucked into the to the um to the serververse and he started flying to different worlds it looked a lot like Kingdom Hearts. Like again I know this is WB. Kingdom Hearts is Disney, but I think they borrowed just how the worlds look in Kingdom Hearts. A lot of the WB like worlds look a lot like how they look in Kingdom Hearts, like very, very similar. Because it kind of makes you know, if you ever play Kingdom Hearts, this they kind of had that same distinct kind of look where all the worlds had like these monuments for different games and things like that. So yeah, like, there was like a Matrix world, there was, like the Scooby Doo world, there was you know all these different places like Flintstones and stuff like that. And so yeah, you could see some of them, and they look just very much like how they portray him in Kingdom Hearts. But I think that was actually a very smart design choice. And yeah, he gets sucked in the Tomb World. Of course, you see the intro with him being a cartoon version of himself, and you know he does all the goofy like Tomb things. There's actually there's actually some pretty funny references to like to like LeBron leaving. You know him the decision where like, LeBron always leaves. Like okay, he was in Cleveland, in Miami, back to Cleveland, and he's in L.A. Watch out, Lakers. Like, some, there's some pretty funny things, some, some real-world stuff. I even like the intro of him, of them doing, of, like, you know, of kind of have set any kind of the tone of lebron light games when he was younger, but he just got forced into basketball because he was so good, and they showed, like, his highlights, and, of course, the picture of him at uh, St. Vincent's St. Mary's, and his draft day, him originally with the Cleveland, the decision, him with Miami, and him going back to Cleveland, you know, him winning in Miami. They did, they did a really cool job of kind of encompassing a lot of LeBron's hits, you know, and they even show highlights, of course, from this past, uh, from the bubble, you know, in 2020 when they won with the Lakers, so, that was kind of cool, just to kind of get us up to speed on LeBron, and just get, and I, just, and I did kind of like LeBron playing this really stuck-up, just basketball-oriented father, just kind of almost like a drill charge, uh, almost like a drill sergeant, because I don't think he's like that for real, I think he's actually pretty lean back and pretty fun-loving, and let his kids kind of do what they want, they want to hoop, they can, they want to pursue other stuff, they can't kind of, his daughter has, like, a YouTube channel that has, like, a million subscribers, I think. You know, that hurt, and again, I think he's very much loving and let them do their thing, but the show's very stuck up, very militaristic, like, you have to do basketball. Basketball's our life. If it's not basketball, it's nothing. Which I thought was kind of an interesting contrast to how LeBron is for real. So, of course, then you go on the search, you have to find all the different tunes. So, every tune was in, like, a different world, where, like, Granny and uh, Speedy Gonzalez were in the Matrix, I thought was pretty funny. Lola was actually in the Wonder Woman universe where she was actually doing it to be a um to be an Amazon. So she actually saves LeBron and Bugs and Wonder Woman's like, you're good to go. You're Amazon. Don't worry about that. And actually Daffy was actually in the Superman universe with Metropolis. And he not only was he in the Superman universe, he was in Super like uh Justice League the animated series type universe. Cause that art style was that like Justice League I want to say animated, not quite unlimited, but I think Justice League, the animated series, I'm pretty sure that's where he was, because they all had the same look. Because Superman popped up, you saw Green Lantern briefly, I think Flash, I want to say Aquaman was there too, but I was like, oh, that's kind of a nice little reference. But he eventually gets all the, all the squad together, and they have to play the game, and I actually kind of like the way that they did it, since it wasn't, like, even the original Space Jam... It was more traditional basketball because, but their tunes, they did some tunes, they did some, uh, some loony stuff, you know, pun intended. 
But in this one, because Dom's game is more arcadey with power-ups and just very NBA street, very arcadey, very, you know, you can get 100-point shots and stuff like that, it kind of fit their world a little bit better. And I love some of the art style choice, especially back going back to the intro, when they show some of the shots and they had, like, some of the streaks and color streaks from, like, NBA Jam or these colors. It's how they presented it, like a video game, was really, really dope. I really appreciate that as just a fan of video games. It's just the art style in general in the movie. And so when they got to the actual game, it was pretty cool. Because they had, had, like, a lot of the colors and things like that with the power-ups on the court. And I like the Goon Squad. I think, I do think the Monstars were better than the Goon Squad. Just, just how they were presented and there was just monsters and just... I don't know, it just worked a little bit better for me. Like, And I like the Goon Squad because I like, you know, all the different characters and things like that. And I like how they made, like, uh, Kronos, which was Damian Lillard's character, the sixth man, and just the problem because he controlled time, Dame time. I thought it was a nice you know, little reference. You had the brow. You had, what was it, Wet and Hot, I think, or Wet and Fire. I think it was, like, Wet and Hot. It was uh, Clay Thompson because he's the Splash Brothers, catching on fire. Diana Taurasi was the White Mamba, which is a nice... Shout out, you know, R.I.P. Kobe was a nice little thing to that. And then, I, and I know, um, I know, I forget how to pronounce her name. I don't want to butcher her name because I have her name like in my head. And I just can't say it. But she, I forget if she's like Arachna Queen or like it's like Arachnica or something like that. Or she was part spider. This was fun. And then Dom actually played on the Goon Squad at first because he thought, oh yeah, it'd be just a fun game. Show my dad, you know what i what i can do and the soundtrack is actually pretty good too like some of the music in it i had like especially like the ending song which is uh what is it when the name of the last song is uh no we win it's kurt frank it's little baby and kurt franklin that's like the ending song towards the end of the movie that they play out that song is actually really dope so the soundtrack is good they had a good vibe of course um ernie johnson was there i can't, i know the other guy's name but i forget like i know him from stuff i can't think of the other guy's name Bernie Johnson was there. They actually do like the TNT music. I actually love this actually part in the movie where Bugs with LeBron and Bugs and LeBron's like, oh, Bugs Bunny, you know him? He's like, yeah, we get TNT here and he has the stick of TNT. I like, again, little jokes like that, which that I really appreciate it. And there was a lot of little, there was like a lot of little nods and little jokes. Like, cause I know a couple years ago with LeBron, there was some viral where he was like, Taco Tuesday. And he actually says that at the end of the movie. And again, funny. He does like the the J.R. Smith, like face, you know, the face where he did with J.R. Smith, uh, stole the ball, like <laughs> took the ball in the finals. He actually does that. They didn't do the whole meme, but he does the face a bunch of different times. It was just, there was some really good stuff. There was just some really good jokes and some good in jokes. If you follow the NBA, follow the career. If you follow, you know, Looney Tunes and some of the stuff like that, you were rewarded for some of that. I thought it was cool. There were some really funny things. And one of the coolest stuff, of course, they do the homage to D Wade and LeBron in Miami, where Lola alleyed to LeBron, and they do the and they do the um, the pose. Again, there's some really good little jokes, and there's some good in jokes where if you follow LeBron, the league, and some of the stuff, you get rewarded for that. There was, of course, references to the first Space Jam because actually the Toon Squad, we see them before they play the game. They're actually in their old school Toon Squad jerseys, and then of course. Um, Al G is like, okay, let me upgrade you. And then they upgrade. He upbreds them and they put on their new jerseys. I think it's cool. The aliens from the original Space Jam, they pop up in the crowd, which I thought was really cool. But I think I love the reference to um Michael B. Jordan. Like or Michael Jordan. And it turns out to be Michael B. Jordan, which is what I thought was gonna happen. Like it's just it was the perfect setup. Whereas oh, I found Michael Jordan. And they, you know, play the music from the Bulls entry, you know, they played the music. The dun 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 boom. 
you know, the uh, I, I just butchered that. But like they play that intro music for the Bulls, and it comes out and it's Michael B. Jordan. It's like, oh, it's like no, that's not Michael Jordan. It's Michael B. Jordan. It's like, oh, and they just go after Sylvester. It was pretty funny. Like again, it's pretty. It was good. I also like that. <laughs> And I also like, you know, kind of the end where Bugs takes the last shot because LeBron's move, this dribble, this two dribble step back three, uh, it glitches the game. But if you glitch the game, you'll, you know, you'll die. And Bugs does it and he ends up short. But of course, LeBron catches the ball, gets the power from his son, dunks the ball in. And, you know, the, the Toon Squad wins and everyone goes home. It's a fun, like, it's a fun movie. There's some good little jokes. I don't want to, because I don't remember all of them. But there were some good, like, nice little jokes that made me laugh and made me go, oh, okay. Like, if you know, you know. Like, you know, and he was very much, like, trying to get, like, especially like, LeBron in the beginning, where he's trying to get the team. And he's like, oh, I got to get Superman. got to get Iron Giant. Oh, we got to get, he's trying to get, like, some really high-class, you know, people on the team. And Bugs is like, we're not gonna be able to get them like, which is really funny and he's and then he's because he's like come on lebron super team this is in miami like it was there's some really good jokes you know spattered throughout the movie of like lebron's career and what he's done and just movies in general and just the tune world it's a fun movie is it the greatest thing in the world i mean no but it's not supposed to be supposed to be fun i think don Cheeto was great as al g just being a charismatic kind of you know like, oh yeah i'm your friend but really like really conniving and scheming and it was just fun it's a fun movie i would say check it out especially if you're a fan of first space jam definitely check it out don't go into it just go into it with fun just there's some good jokes there's some jokes and you might go uh that kind of like uh like damn really like you know there's some moments where like uh, that, that's a little cringe but there's some good actual humor in it and they do a good job of catering to everybody catering to kids catering to some people that saw the first space jam like, I, I'm surprised they didn't do a, a, a special stuff. They kind of sort of hinted at the special stuff um, moment for the first Space Jam because LeBron's drinking this unmarked bottle. And I just thought they were going to maybe do something with that, but they didn't, which is fine. But the whole little Michael B. Jordan reference, because they didn't, they didn't mention him at all in any of the trailers. I thought it was fun. It's definitely a decent movie. Again, give it like a 3 out of 5, you know, kind of, a, you know, maybe 6.5, 7 out of 10. Actually, you know what? A solid 7 out of 10. It gets a solid C. For me, a solid 7 out of 10. Because it's not great, but it's fun. Like, again, if you want fun, you want some laughs, you want to just see how they handled it. You know, if you're a LeBron fan, you'll enjoy it. I mean, even if you're not really a LeBron fan, like, you should just enjoy the movie. Especially if you're a basketball fan, you enjoy the tunes, you enjoy the original Space Jam. Definitely go out and see. I love the end credit stuff where the tunes come back in the real world. Because Bugs pops up, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to hang out. And that's where they do, like, the Taco Tuesday you know, reference, but there's also some funny references where, uh, like, Daffy's coaching the Lakers with LeBron there. One of the funniest things is they, they go to a Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, and Foghorn Leghorn is looking at that, and this is just, again, this is one of the funniest moments. He says something else, too, in the movie, but I actually forgot what he said. It was really funny, and it had me dying. But there's some good moments in the movie. Again, people are like, I don't understand why people are so bitter. Like the movie finally came out, and it's decent. Like, it's a good, it's a fun, solid movie to watch with your kids, watch with your family. It'll make you laugh. If you watch the original Space Jam, you enjoy it. If you never saw it, this has, you know, no, like, it's not like you need to see the first Space Jam to watch this one. There are just some nice little Easter eggs. Well, if you know, too, I think Zendaya does a really great job as Lola. Like, her voice just fits. A lot of people are talking about, again, how Lola looked, but I think Zendaya did a really good job with Lola. Like, her voice just fit. Like, it just fit Lola. Like, it was really, really good. Really, really well done. Again, solid movie. Definitely enjoy it. And if you're a basketball fan, LeBron fan, if you like the tunes, 
Once it's a good family movie to watch with your kid that will make them laugh, and there's some good lessons in it about, you know, kind of being you, you know, and accepting people for being who they are and not trying to force yourself on other people. Like, there's some good life lessons in the movie as well. So yeah, definitely go out and check it out. You don't have to, like, you know, watch on HBO Max, uh, go to the theater and see it. Or again, you can find it somewhere and possibly stream it. I don't know. You know, you got, you got options. But thank you for checking out this brand new episode of the Aura Podcast. I greatly appreciate it. I just did an episode of, or I just did a review for a Black Widow movie, for the Black Widow movie. So definitely check out that podcast as well. Uh, always and forever, slice and dice and gaming. Not just a model, it's a lifestyle. The podcast always goes up on Anchor, and the YouTube channel goes up on Spotify, and also on the website, www.sliceanddiceandgaming.com. Thank you so much for checking out this uh, new episode of the Aura Podcast. I'll see you in the next one. Later. Later.